Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the DC Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. Pacific. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. It's a beautiful Sunday morning. Natasha, how are you feeling today? Oh, I'm good. I have a question, Mosh. Would yeah? you say that when you were young, did you have a big personality? Yeah, I definitely was a exuberant, boisterous young man. What about you? I was. I think a lot of comedians probably were. Were you a performer? I was a performer. I was a person who talked in class when I wasn't supposed to. I got. I was always in trouble. A lot mm. of co- lot of D's in conduct. Mm. Um, a lot of lot of um, just yell, big mouth. Yeah. Like, what'd you get in trouble for? Talking back. Any examples? I, you know what's funny? I never remember what I did, but I remember like nuns slapping me. <laughs> or like, gra- not slapping me, but like grabbing my face. Really? Yeah, like, don't you talk back to me. I remember that. And then I remember I had pink hair and a nun grabbing my face again, being like, oh, wash that out. Never do that again. Because you put manic panic in your hair? Yeah, but I was like really young, like hmm. maybe like 10. Did your mom let you put the pink hair dye I don't know. I probably got it from a friend at school. The no, Cath- my mom would not have let me do that. We heard a rumor recently, speaking of Catholic school, that uh, some comedians are putting their children in Catholic school to combat... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wokeness well you can't even say it no it's just a funny idea to me to be like to be like i'm so afraid of wokeness i'm gonna put matriculate my children into a school system that is filled with child molesters (laughs) (laughs) right they're like but please don't teach them about gender yeah don't tell them about rosa parks i'm willing to risk (laughs) no i don't know if the catholic school doesn't talk about rosa parks is that true i thought it was more about like gender no but that's that's, keeping it really classic no it's not about the catholic schools but it's that is the that is the rumor of when they're you know they're they're trying to ban books in some of these more conservative school districts Mm -hmm. like they're finding some books are just like a book about Rosa Parks or a a graphic novel about a kid that experienced racism. Everybody's so panicked. Everybody's in a fucking panic. Hey, it's hard to talk about too. Mm. I mean, I read our our daughter, our four-year-old daughter, a book about Rosa Parks. And then she said to me the other day, she said, oh, and we have a book about Harriet Tubman. And she's like, but, but I'm okay. Right. Because I, I'm, I'm the same color skin as, as the, the people you're having a hard time telling this story. <laughs> I didn't know how to Natasha, handle it. Can you hear Natasha bailing on telling this story in real time? Well, because I was explaining to her that <laughs> she said, people I'm, were slaves because of the color of their skin. She said, I'll be okay because I'm white, right? Yes. And, yeah. and she... And, That's in her the, understanding. I mean, what a... what a. And I was like, no. And then that <laughs> was the wrong. Opposite, the absolute opposite lesson you want your white child to glean from uh, books about <laughs> racism is like, oh, so I'll be okay because I'm white? Okay, cool. Well, I'm just saying it's 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 not easy to talk about. And yeah. I think we're all trying to figure out the best way to talk about it with the, like, these very young minds. Totally. And, you know, 
But anyway, it's hard out there, isn't it? All you can do is do your best. Try to teach your kids as much information as you can about the difficulties that the world uh, uh, it has and people are having to deal with in the world and just like kind of hope for the best. It's this weird balancing act, especially with race and stuff uh, it, uh, of like, are they, you know, at what age do you introduce these really brutal concepts like inequality? Well, a lot bigotry. of people believe no age is too young and that's kind of what I was going through mm-hmm. or how I, I did approach it. used to tell our child about the Holocaust while she was on the bottle. I would say <laughs> never forget six million of our people perished and well, I, I would sing her a song about it and stuff. Hey, honey, before our guest comes, can I can I take a quick poll among the listeners? Yeah, of course, please. But I might sell you out. You always do, honey. Okay, so um, Moshe's taking our child to Disneyland on Thursday, and I saw him furiously measuring her with a tape measure and Googling, um, uh, you know, asking me what her shoe size was, and he's, like, kind of stressing out while he's <laughs> buying these tickets. And then I see that he's trying to buy our four-year-old platform shoes it's, that's so not, that she can get to be 40 inches on exact, the ride because she's, hold on, she's 37 inches You always barefoot. do this. It's so frustrating. <laughs> they don't measure the children barefoot. They measure the children in shoes. So the shoe is already factored in. Okay, She's but 39 trying- inches tall. She's 39 inches tall. And five of the rides have a 40-inch height requirement. So you're buying and her she, platform and shoes. She, no. And she wears Vans, which are the most flat-footed of all shoes. And so all all I was doing was getting looking for a pair of Skechers or Nike Airs that have a little bit of thickness in that sole so that she can get, rise one inch. And you treated it like I was dangling her from the fucking uh, Viper at Six Flags Magic Mountain. But I'm not. I got an inch, one inch. Okay, so you spoke your side. Now, my side is... You know, there's plenty of time for that. Why not just wait till she's le- legitimately tall enough to go on the rides? And then when she's 42 and you want her to get into the 46 one, you got to have her there in her like stilettos or something. You know, I just feel like well, let's, it'll never we, be enough. Why don't we ask our guest? Okay. Why don't we see what our guest has to say about this? Okay. See if she can settle this for us. And uh, our, our guest is here. Okay. And our guest is, I'm so excited to have her on the podcast. She's truly one of the funniest comedians. We had her on my old podcast, The Champs, a million years ago. And since then, she has absolutely blown up and become a huge, famous person. And her special on Netflix is hilarious. It's called Y'all Want to Hear Something Crazy. She's also the star of the Miss Pat show on BET. She's also written a book called Rabbit, in which she uh, outlines a lot of her stories uh about growing up and her her life story is so fucking crazy but today she's here to help us uh dole out some advice and maybe give us an answer on this maybe she could give us some advice yeah we're gonna figure that out uh let's welcome miss pat hello hey how you doing hi honey i can't see i still can't see her is she can you hear me hey there you are is there a light though pat is there a light you could turn on let me see if i can pull it up some is that better Oh, yeah, that looks great. Oh, you look great. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The computer okay. was sitting back way far. Not only great, you look glamorous, and you look busy in that desk. Yeah, I, like I know. It. You got stacks of papers. <laughs> Is all the, those all the deals you're signing this week? <laughs> no. <laughs> A bunch of fucking um, strips and shit. <laughs> yeah, so it is Every deals. Time- yeah, I mean, I'm kind of deals. I wish. Uh, okay. <laughs> you know what, though? It's hard, though, to have to read it. Like, scripts, are they take me so long to read. Like, it'll take me three days. I can't imagine if I was getting offers and I had to, like, read scripts and decide what to do. It sounds really hard. Well, I'm not getting any offers. This is for the show, the Miss Pat show. So you, each, each episode, you got to read through. And I don't like reading on the computer because I'm old. So I print out everything. Yeah, me too. I no, like that. P- Pat, Natasha was trying to get you to give her an offer to be on the Miss Pat show. I don't think maybe you misunderstood. That was a... Uh-oh. That oh, was... hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have a question for you. You're a mom. You have a lot of experience in this world. Can you settle a debate for us? Okay. Okay. All right. I'll try. My child... Is thir- you want to you want to do it or you want? Okay, she's four years old. She's uh thirty seven inches she's tall. She's thirty nine inches. You always say the thirty seven. It's thirty. She's thirty nine inches tall in shoes. I'm taking her to Disneyland. They measure the kids with shoes. The other day, Natasha caught me on Amazon trying to buy a little bit thicker of a sole, like a little bit of a platform shoe, so I can get her on the forty inch rides. Now, what do you say to that? Who's wrong here? Am I tripping? I'm freezing. Did you did you hear the whole question? Um, yeah, he's he wanted to buy her high heels so she can get on it. <laughs> Not a thick platform. I'm talking just a li- an inch, one inch. It was the highest he could find in her size because toddlers don't wear heels. Uh, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> one inch. It's one inch. 
I don't think toddlers should. I don't think you should do that. Because what if you scare the hell out the baby? Oh, I mean, she. First of all, that's a separate. I feel like that's a separate issue. She'll get scared. Maybe she'll get scared on these rides. It'll be good for her. She'll grow up a little bit quicker. But I'm just talking in terms of per, her slipping out of the, of her slipping out of the of the harness on the roller coaster. I just feel like. What is one inch? Yeah, she might slip out too. I mean, <laughs> she 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 might slip out too. So I, I wouldn't do that if I was you. Damn it! Uh, <laughs> Thank I you. I mean, not to do the baby want to ride the ride. Yeah, she's four. She's not a baby. She already has facial hair. <laughs> oh shit! That's like my grandbaby. We was on a boat one day, and she just jumped in the water by the engine. And I'm like, well, you about to look like Hannibal Lecter jumping off this fucking boat. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I just feel like, you know, they're still so young. There's plenty of time to show them all the amazing thrills and zip line them across Peru or whatever you want to do. But why not just wait till it feels a little more age appropriate? Well, if she's a daredevil, you could have a, a, a Olympics, somebody who's going to the Olympics. You know, she, you never know. She might not be scared to jump on a trampoline up in the air. She hit 12 flips. So you <laughs> might not want to hinder her. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to give her a spirit of adventure. I feel like, hey, but I'm curious, your kids, now that you're a huge success, and by the way, congrats on all the success. I don't know if you remember, you were on our podcast years ago on me and Neil Brennan's podcast. I was just saying yeah. how how just meteoric your rise has been since then. Do your kids treat you differently now that you're a huge success from when you were struggling? Hell no. They st- I still do laundry. <laughs> <laughs> Laundry's a tough one. People, like, no one wants to do anyone else's laundry. It sucks. I don't want to clean the fuck up. And they, they don't ask me to cook because I'm so bad at cooking. But they, I still go to the grocery store. And the main thing is people will stop me in Walmart because I shop at Walmart. And they ask dumb shit like, what are you doing in here? Bitch, I'm grocery shopping. What the fuck are you doing in here? <laughs> you don't have like um an assistant to go to Walmart for you? No, I buy my own fucking grocery. <laughs> she wants to squeeze the fruit. Yeah, yeah you buy you buy a hard ass avocado. You can never get uh, guacamole. It'll take you four days for that thing to soften up. <laughs> I just feel like Pat, you're at the point where, uh, and. I feel like you're at the point where you should be getting pre-softened avocados. I feel like you deserve it. I do. I, t- I take my ass to Walmart or Kroger or wherever and get it myself. <laughs> well, like I don't, I don't want anybody to drive me. I don't want nobody here cleaning up my fucking house. I, I want to do my own stuff. I try to stay as human as possible. I mean, the most you can do is help the kids with their homework because that shit I don't have interest in. Yeah, it's hard because my kid wants me to play make believe with her, and that I don't have interest in. <laughs> oh yeah, she yesterday she set up a uh, a moon party. She just like we walked into the hallway and there was like birthday party decorations and ripped up uh, uh, birthday present wrapping paper and stuff, and it was really cute. And we were like, oh, this is adorable. We sat down to have a moon party with her, and about ninety seconds into the moon party, I was like, okay, let's wrap this moon party up. Like this is getting. And she wanted to do it for like four and a half hours. <laughs> she just wanted to like throw strips of confetti in the air and let them fall in the hallway. Like you guys are good parents. How about the ones who sit in their driveway and sell lemonade with their kids? Oh, that shit will run me fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like they're just sitting in the car. <laughs> Because, you know, I'm a crack dealer. I'm like, look, you ain't pouring the fucking lemonade fast enough. We got to get it out of here. We got to get it out of here. What are your kids? Your kids are grown, though, right? Yeah, but I have three grandkids, and then I have four kids that I have custody of. That's my niece kids. So they're 9, 13, 10, and 12. And, and you, boy. And they all live with you? Just the four crack babies. I call them my crack babies. Just them. <laughs> my kids are grown. So so the crack babies and you, did you spend the entire pandemic together? Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. And with my husband. And I have a 21-year-old and a 25, a 23-year-old. So that feels so intense to like be, well, maybe you would be around them anyway, but did, what did you, was there anything you learned about your family? Like after the pandemic, like that was such an intense time and I feel it accelerated life so much, you know, like. I learned that I'd rather be on the road. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. That's what I learned about. I wanted Moshe to be on the road. No, she keeps telling me to go back on the road and I'm starting to take it personal. She's like, you know what? You should tour a little bit more. You know, I just, I, I, I didn't, I learned, I was like, I got to get the fuck out of here. These people are running me crazy. They're literally running me crazy. All you can do is eat, 
have sex and watch TV. I was sick of that shit. <laughs> but you know what's nice is once you get on the road, because I went somewhere last night, even though just for one night, and then I, when, I, when I was there on the plane, I started missing home a little bit. And then I had like a great day at home because I kind of was thinking about it and I, I was missing it. And I think that's so essential in appreciating your life. Do you miss home when you're on the road or you're like, I want to do extend this tour for another few weeks? No, I, I miss, you know what I miss? I go to, I go to a lot of, um, I do a lot of DIY shit. So I've always thinking about the people who get the better deal than I am because I'm on the fucking road. <laughs> Wait, you book your own, you book your own gigs? No, 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 no. When I'm on the road, I do I do DIY. Like I, I go to the Goodwill and I buy something and redo it. Or I go to like uh, liquidation places. So I be about the good deals that I'm missing. <laughs> like after Christmas. <laughs> so wait, what's after something Christmas, you do? You can get a, Christmas is big for me. So you could get a Christmas tree. Like one year I got a $2,000 Christmas a display and load for a hundred dollars so everybody know if you shop if you know how to shop you go a couple couple days after christmas all of that shit go all the way down to like 90 percent. so that's what bugs me when i'm on the road and i can't catch the new colors for next year for my christmas tree <laughs> shit get on my fucking nerves wait what does the two thousand dollar christmas tree have what kind of features it's just it was 15 feet tall and it lights up but I got to get decoration for it, but it costs a lot of money. So I get it on the clearance rack. What's an example of another DIY project, like in the spring that you like to do that you would want a discount on? Um, Like this year, like I don't want to throw away a bedroom suit that I, I've had for 20 years. So I'm going to take it in the garage and I'm going to strip it and I'm going to redo it. Cool. Or, or I just showed my husband this pottery bowl and bed, no dresser. And it's $3,000. I'm like, dude, can't we build this for $400? <laughs> So we're going <laughs> to we're going to build it. Oh, you're going to build it cuz another thing you can do is go to the vintage furniture shops and find something and then have it restained. They too high. That's too They're hard. They too high. You can just be it's fucking wood. And you know what's great about pottery barns and a lot of the stores, they put their measurements of the of the furniture. Oh. All you got to do is follow their measurement and bam, you built the same shit for cheaper. What do, you, what do you mean bam? You also have to have a husband that can build you a bed. I'm not yeah. doing that shit. I'm Jewish. I'm not doing any construction. Well, that's you. I got a husband that can build that shit. <laughs> well, can we can we meet your husband and maybe he could build us a pottery barn bed? <laughs> Wait, what is he is, is he like a carpenter or he's just handy? He used to build houses and then he just retired from General Motors of 22 years. Wow. Yeah, see, you married a real man, right? Damn, don't I talk about up. Don't talk about being married to a real man next to Natasha. She's going to be looking at me like, damn, why did I w marry this fucking four-eyed weakling? Natasha, your husband still have hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he is so proud of his hair. I just, I, I hope it never leaves because it's definitely going to destroy him. Yeah, right? That's the one thing I have that reminds me I'm a man is I'm, I still have hair. You know what, Pat? He takes out the garbage. I do do that. Oh, that's great. I'm the type of dude that you don't want me. You don't want me doing uh, household chores like because it makes me feel like a man because I, I don't feel fully like I'm not a General Motors 22 year vet. Like I, I'm sure your husband's very secure in his manhood. So when I try to do a household repair project it's to prove to myself that i'm actually a man and that can be like it, it, i'll never i'll never quit you know and and i'll fuck it up it'll look like shit i did amateur oh. tiling recently and it did not go well oh did you have the cause of professionalism i often will have to do that i'll often have to tap out and call a professional in and tell him to put on a, a, a mask and come in and fix everything or he's bleeding and we've got to fix that <laughs> Or Natasha's behind you like, I'd be glad when he fucking finished playing with himself so I can call somebody here to fix this shit. But she never said it out loud. Well, I used to say it out loud and then he would get so offended. So now I kind of, you know, it's been 10 years almost. So I kind of know how to handle it, which I just kind of say, oh, good job, honey. It's like therapy. It's like manhood therapy. Uh, Pat, you have a new Netflix special out. Uh, Y'all want to hear something crazy. It's so funny and so good. I really recommend everybody listen to it. Anything, anything to say about it? What's the, what's the, what's the theme of the, of the, uh, of the special? Just crazy as childhood stories. Me growing up here in the city of Atlanta, um, you know, raising my set of kids. I didn't do a lot of drug stuff because I talked about that before. But I, at the end, I talked about raising a gay daughter. So it's, it was, you know, it was pretty good. It was, it was you know, <laughs> uh, I tried to go really deep with the childhood stories. Uh, Robert Townsend directed it. Oh, he's the best. I, I mean, what a legend. Yeah. That's so cool. 
And um, I tried to really send a message with having gay kids, especially when you was a closed-minded parent like I was. You know, now I'm all, eat all you want to, but just not at my house. So. <laughs> <laughs> How did she come out to you? Did you have any idea? Uh, you know, as a, as, let me say this. As a gay parent, you know when your child is gay. Mm-hmm. But we be in denial. Everybody in high school was sucking dick except my daughter. And I couldn't understand. What, what did you get that in a memo from the PTA? The, te- the, the parent teacher report? You, you know, you overhear things and you can tell the little fast girls and she just wasn't interested. And then I started saying, I think she's gay. You know, but I knew she was gay from the Tonka trucks and the ponytails she liked. Huh. And how did she tell you? Uh, she went to college. And she came out in college, but she kind of ran off after she quit college. She was in there for two years and I didn't see her. So when I finally found her, she was in Virginia and I'm talking to her and I was like, well, what are you running for? I said, are you gay? I just want to hear it out your mouth. She said, I'm gay. And I was, so I was staying in Atlanta at the time. I said, well, come on back to Atlanta. You can eat pussy at home. At least I know where you are. That's so, so, it's simultaneously so supportive and so the wrong way to do that. I love that. Yeah. yeah he puts it at the house. You know, at least I know you say. I love that. Well, that's the kind. That's the kind of. Um, it's, everybody should watch that special. Y'all want to hear something crazy? It's so funny. And thanks for joining us, Pat. Uh, we we're gonna do some uh, advice calls now because it seems like with advice like "Come Eat Pussy" in Atlanta. You know, you know how to give advice. Wait, I want some advice first. Oh, you want to ask her? Yeah, go well, ahead. Well, because you seem like you're good at talking to your kids. And obviously, the mark of a good mother is that all the kids still want to hang around you. Mm-hmm. You know, and you have all, you know, they're all cir- circling you and their kids. And you have this whole, you know, family. Like, do you have any advice, like, in terms of talking to your kids or things that you've learned? Like, is there any, I don't know, we have one kid, but it's just hard sometimes. Uh, I would say... Just like as far as you, you're talking about when she grew up and you want her friends to be around you, you want to be the cool mom. Is that what you're asking me? I would like her to still like me. Yeah, because I, I don't jealous that all your kids and grandkids <laughs> still want to hang out with you. <laughs> uh, uh, it's, gonna, it's called money. <laughs> the more money you get them fuckers the more they like you my son work on my set and he do, he makes good money he literally just called me to buy a $300 tie for his car when he got paid Friday and I said go fuck yourself you get paid every week I'm not buying you no fucking tie I bought you the car <laughs> okay all, all, right. all the money already came from you in the, it's called, you're, like, you're like it's called the fucking the Miss Pat show I mean, it, you already got the money from me. So you could be generous, yeah. but within reason. Maybe it's good to say no sometimes. It is good to say no. I say no to, you know, I tell you this before you have another baby. You First have another baby because you're going to end up liking one better than the other. <laughs> <laughs> and people think I'm lying when I say this. Like, I have a favorite kid and my favorite kid is my youngest kid. <laughs> my fucking, my begging kid is my oldest son. My daughter Oh, and then my other daughter is kind of crazy. So everybody know I'm going to go all out for Junebug. Whatever the fuck Junebug want. It's hard to say no to him. How old is he? 21. Oh, okay. So he's an adult. I was going to say, you never know. He might get old and start to annoy you too. But no, he's a he's an established adult and you still like him the best. <laughs> I I think he was, because he was my last kid and he was 10 pounds. And he just, he was just my baby. And he's still just my baby. Well, we only have one kid, so it's all easy. She's the kid we both like the most and find she's the like most June annoying. Bug. She, yeah, she's our June bug. Well, wait till you have another one. We can't have another one. Maybe we could get one of your grandkids to move in with us here. Oh, you know, this is American. White people love black babies. Come <laughs> get you one. <laughs> I would love for someone to just like give me a baby, and if I didn't have to. Do anything. You want a basket baby. You yeah, want I would somebody... love a basket baby. Yeah, if you find anybody, Pat, if you hear on, <laughs> on the streets of any any basket babies, no questions asked, we'll take a new child. But we're not going to have another kid. No. We're just going to spoil this one. Um, Why are you not going to have another kid? Well, I'm 47. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Natasha. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, it's okay, but honestly, I definitely didn't even want one so the fact that i have one and i'm so happy why why push it 
you know, it really get rough the older we get. Those labor pains. My son Junebug. I had my first kid when I was fourteen. Pop red out. I was back at school with the baby on my hip. Real easy. <laughs> <laughs> I had I had one at thirty. That motherfucker almost killed me. He felt like he was coming out my booty hole. It hurt. It was all fucking day. You know, I only needed a few stitches when I was fourteen. Pop, bam, I'm back. I was damn near dead walking around the house for three weeks. Yeah. That's why we didn't bother with labor. Natasha scheduled a C-section. at. We went to the hospital at 10 a.m. And by 1030, we were parents and it was done. <laughs> That's some good shit right there. Yeah. Well, OK, I, I don't want I don't want to um, hog all of your time. So maybe we should call one of I, I know people called in and had some questions. Yeah, we're going to take some advice calls. Some people called in and wanted to talk to you. So, oh, damn, we got an international caller, Pat. We're going to speak to Raul calling from Peru. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. Would you say when you were trying to get pregnant, the process of figuring out when the best time for us to fook was confusing? (laughs) It was extremely confusing. Not to mention that I've always been a big person who's planned ahead. I'd scheduled trips in advance, plotting my next career move, figuring out what I'm doing for dinner while still eating breakfast. But planning for my kids that was always like a challenge for me and I was running out of time it's difficult to figure out your fertility for sure I remember Natasha struggling with it and having these like flow charts and stuff like that I could never figure it out I had sharpies I was peeing on sticks I was sticking my finger up my self puse to food to see if it was egg white consistency okay hey, hey you know what no that is exactly the reason why more women don't know when they get pregnant because people get grossed out because you mean? men get grossed out as soon as they start talking about the consistency okay all right fair enough i i, I stand corrected and this all of this confusion is why modern fertility was created it's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick oh so much better than sticking your hands up yourself that's right yourself <laughs> mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days traditional testing with your doctor can cost over a thousand dollars but modern fertility gets you the same info at 159 dollars a fraction of the price get serious about your fertility before it's too late go to modernfertility.com honeymoon you can get 20 dollars off your test that's right if you have a HSA or an FSA, you can actually put those dollars toward Modern Fertility. Go to modernfertility.com slash honeymoon to get that $20 off your first test when you go to that website. That means your test will cost $139 instead of the hundreds or thousands it could cost you at a doctor's office. So get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash honeymoon. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. I had a great idea recently about our advertiser, Talkspace. You know what Talkspace is, right? Yes. It's the online therapy uh, service where you can find a therapist and you can talk to them whenever you want. You can text with them. And it's way cheaper than traditional in-person therapy because, uh, you know, it's on the Internet. And they're all licensed therapists. Yeah, they're all licensed therapists and they're awesome. And by the way, this is a stressful time. It's time to find somebody to talk to to get your stress out of your life. But here's my big idea. Yes. You can actually, because it's on the internet, you can find somebody that lives in like, let's say you live in California, find a therapist in Hawaii. Let's say you live in New York, find a therapist in California. So if you're a night owl like I am, you can have a therapy session online with your therapist and they're not going to be like, I don't do appointments that late. Because it's the internet, you can use the time zones to allow yourself to have therapy whenever you want. I don't know if that works. You'll have to go to Talkspace.com to figure it out and to get $100 off your first month with the promo code HONEYMOON. You'll also have chat, video, or audio options for live sessions. You can get support on your own terms from any device. And don't forget, your privacy is a priority. Talkspace has encryption and added security features to keep your conversations secure. By the way, no matter what you're dealing with, is it low self-esteem, body image issues, anxiety, relationship issues, anything else... You deserve to have somebody outside of your own brain to talk to about your problem. And that's what Talkspace is all about. Go to Talkspace.com, promo code HONEYMOON. You'll get $100 off your first month with the promo code HONEYMOON. That's $100 off at Talkspace.com, promo code HONEYMOON. There he is. Raul, how you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Great. We've never had a Peruvian, well, we might have had a Peruvian caller, but we've never had a caller calling from Peru. This is very exciting. Oh, great. I'm glad to be the first one. I'm glad. Uh, yeah, I'm impressed that you went through all the trouble of getting a background, but then didn't frame the camera up <laughs> in any way so that we can see the crack above. I don't know. I don't use them that often, so I don't really 
I don't really know how to do that. But oh, okay. It well. looks like you're in front of like a toddler puppet theater or something. It's cute. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Raul, uh, it's it's Natasha Moshe and Miss Pat. Hi, how are you? Good. How's Hi. it going? Nice to meet you guys. Nice to meet you, too. What, how can we help? Oh, so my question was, um, you, yeah, well, it, it was a sort of vague the way that I uh, asked it originally, but... It ha- what happened is that I, I met this guy like years ago, like seven years ago, and I thought he wasn't into me. Uh, but then we started talking, you know, more recently, about four, three months ago. He's very nice. I, I was into him when I met him. Uh, but I didn't know. I, throughout these seven years, I've had like a kind of like a messy dating life. Messy how? So I didn't know at what point, uh, you know, let us have. A lot of hookups and you're a hoe kind of yeah okay got I it mean, okay I, I still am I, yeah Sh- sure you're a peruvian hoe i got you go ahead <laughs> <laughs> yeah basically so I, but i didn't know uh, I, I mean i guess when they first when people first meet uh, see, uh, see me or something they they don't think that of me it's just there's their problem right because it's the appearance that that they they judge not they don't get to know me and they but they don't assume that i am like that so i didn't know at what point i should tell him how i have been especially since i met him seven years ago got it so is is this is your question should you tell this new guy that you like that you as an (laughs) ex-hole that's it that's what i think it is yes that's i mean i don't know if i'm an ex-hole though I mean, I think you, I'm still, I'm, I mean, I'm not doing that now, but. I see. You want to tell your boyfriend you want to see other people. No, 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 no. We're not, uh, boy, we're not boyfriends yet, but. You're uh, not exclusive. Like, sort of, You're not exclusive yet. No, we're dating. But you want him to know what kind of hoe you are before things get more serious. Both that you used to be a big hoe and also you want to keep fucking people. That's what you're saying? No, I, I don't want to at this point because. I mean, I would like to have a more steady relationship, but you never know. Got it. Right? Got it. Pat, what do you think? When do you when do you admit your past hoery to a new partner that you're excited about? Yeah, you want this person. When you get with this person, if he don't fit, then you want to tell him. Well, I used to be a hoe. That's why you don't fit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess. <laughs> No, but I I hear you, Raul. I hear you. I I I too I too was very promiscuous before Natasha and I started dating, and it was, uh, you know, I mean, we're comedians, so I could do it in a funny way. But uh, it is I I get it. It's in, it's intimidating to tell somebody that you're starting to feel get feelings for, you know, this is what I am, and I understand what you're also saying. You're saying like people look at you and they think, oh, look at this bookish nerd, and they don't realize that you you know that you've run through half of Lima. I get that, right? <laughs> So, Pat, what do you think? When should, when should how should he do it? How should he tell his uh, potential oh. new love that he that he is uh, he is who he is? I would say this to you, Raul. If you don't have a permanent STD, then keep what you used to do to yourself. Now, if you got herpes or AIDS or something that you need to disclose, now you might need to tell that person you used to be a hoe and some you got caught up in the STD trap. But if your if your booty hole or penis is clean. Keep your secrets to yourself. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I think that's great advice. You think so? Why does he need to know? Unless it is is part, it's like he needs to explain something about their relationship. I guess I understand what you're saying. It, Pat, in a way, it's like it's none of his business. He, he's not going to assume that you were like a chaste virgin before he met you. Why would he assume that? So why is it your business to tell him your body count? Right. I, well, I, I mean, I thought it, it was, I, I just wanted to be honest, I guess, but. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it shouldn't matter. If he asks you, I think I don't think you need to lie, but you also don't need to say right. explicitly how how many. You can say, yeah, I like to have fun. I, you know, I, I haven't been in that many monogamous relationships. Let me ask you this, Rahul: Are you good at what you do? Um, yeah, I could. Say well, that. shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody okay. gives a fuck how you learned it, as long as you're good at what you do. <laughs> <laughs> what 
Right, right. It's also yes. All those people made you better in bed. I mean, yeah. It's a funny kind of naivete to be with a lover and they're like blowing your mind and be like, but you've only been with a couple people, right? It's like, uh, uh-uh, these skills don't come cheap. <laughs> okay, Raul. Well, I, I think that you have an embarrassment of riches. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think splitting the difference. My opinion would be splitting the difference because I hear what you're saying. If you're trying to get into something serious, you don't want to like keep your past a secret. But also I hear what Pat and Natasha are saying, which is there's no reason for you to volunteer every single illicit uh, uh, encounter you've had. So something in the in the vague zone of like, yeah, you know, I used to play a lot and I used to have a lot of fun, but now I'm really serious about you feels like a, a subtle way of saying it without saying it because nobody... I mean, listen, I know you think that your glasses make everybody think you've never had sex before, but I've there's many categories of nerd porn on Pornhub. I've seen it all. Nobody's going to be surprised that a nerd can get laid. Who the hell told you people with glasses don't get laid? <laughs> well, it's not just that. It's just that I think I look maybe younger than I am. So right. That's, it has to do with that as well. You're saying people assume don't assume that you were as wild as you were based on on your your vibe and how young you look and the the whole package. I would agree with you on that because you don't look like a hoe. You look like you watch cat fuck. <laughs> but <laughs> you, <laughs> you look like you watch cat sex videos. But <laughs> <laughs> But I'm saying to me, to me, you're, you are the subject of of the nerd porn category on Pornhub. I get it. I get I get it. I mean, I can make a lot of money if you want to move to the States. We can make a lot of money together. Uh, and I, to be honest with you, I can do a background, a video background that's much, much more professional looking than the one you have going on right now. <laughs> OK, Raul, we, we only have Pat for an hour and someone might have a real problem. So <laughs> I think it's we a real go. problem. No, Raul, I think it's a real problem. I get where you're coming from. It can make you feel very insecure because when you're a wild person as a young person, when you f- start transitioning into like the love, the more long term love type of relationship, you can feel insecure because you go like, damn, I, I, I had all this fun in my 20s, but now I'm getting towards 30 and I'm feeling like. I want to settle down, but who would want to settle down with somebody that doesn't have any experience? In but this he kind also of thing? wants to still keep acting like. Well, that's that. true. That is kind of ruining well, your no, argument. Th- it's not like I want, I still want to, but you know, it's. I don't think that you can say I stop. I think you're that stays with you. In Once a, a hoe, always and a hoe. Uh, something like that, yeah. And but that's exactly what I was thinking. What the way that you explained it, and before I used to like. Maybe when I tried to be in a more serious relationship when I was when I was twenty four or twenty five, maybe I used to say it more like in a funny way. Like, by the way, just assume that I've done everything that you can imagine. That's how I used to say it. There right. should be like, oh, you know, a better way to say it. So your back is tired. Okay, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Raul, I think splitting the difference between Pat's <laughs> advice and Natasha's advice and, and, and then your own instincts, which is to is to be a little bit honest, I think you'll you'll find something some balance between that. Good luck to you. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you, Raul. <laughs> Thank you. <Bye>. <laughs> your back is tired. <laughs> he was very cute though. I liked when he said, I've done everything you could possibly imagine. I, 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 <laughs> And I wanted to say, I told you you watch cat fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, so do we have another person we can call? All right. You, you want to do one more, Pat? Yeah, sure. Let's okay. do one more. All right. We're going to call Alec in Charlotte, North Carolina. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. I noticed you're not wearing a bra right now and it's really turning me on. Oh, yeah. But when you do wear a bra, that turns me on as well. Because you've got the nicest bras in the whole wide world. Well, you know, I was—I never wore a bra until we started doing ads for Third Love. Do you like the Third Love bras? I love them. Tell me more about them. Uh, well, this is embarrassing, but uh, what I love about my bras, I didn't know that I was a half size. Oh, yeah. I'm Are, an F and a half. Oh, you're a triple F and a half? <laughs> well, Third Love takes care of that for you because you go onto their website, you fill out the quiz, and they will custom shape a bra that will supply mold right to your perfect perky little titties Moshe what no take it from me the bras they're ultra thin they have memory foam cups it gives your boobs comfort support your boobs all of a sudden are riding a little higher it's really nice it's nice for me as well I went and took the quiz just to get an erotic thrill out of it but listen (laughs) 
If you need a bra I believe it. and you're tired of paying too much and you're tired of uncomfortable bras, well, Natasha, tell them where they should go. Uh, you should go to Third Love. Also, Third Love is the largest donor of undergarments in the U.S., partnering with organizations across the United States. Third Love has donated over $40 million worth of bras to help people in need. Upgrade your bra today and get 20% off your first order at thirdlove.com slash honeymoon. That's 20% off at thirdlove.com slash honeymoon. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. You know, you and I dress with incredible and impeccable style, and it's absolutely effortless for us. Right? <laughs> Well, it's, I wouldn't say it's effortless well, for you. It, ouch. Listen, you might not be a fashion plate like Natasha and I. It might be difficult for you to look good. You might look like dog shit most days. You need to stop that. And here's how. We want to recommend Stitch Fix because they have people that are cool like Natasha and I who will pick out outfits for you based on your preferences. You take a little quiz on their website and they that you start to get matched with a curator that picks these awesome pieces for you and they send them to you and then you're like, I love it, I'll keep it. I don't love it, I'll send it back. And now all of a sudden you look fresh. Whether you need date night dresses or cozy loungewear, Stitch Fix can help you refresh your look. You can schedule a fix and a stylist will send you five pieces that fit your style, size, and price range with no subscription required. Keep what you like and return the rest and it's easy to return. All you got to do to get started is to take the style quiz so that Stitch Fix can learn your preferences from your favorite colors to your preferred fits and price ranges. Also, these are hip brands. They've got brands from Madewell to Sanctuary, like things that you, you are already buying. That's right. So go to stitchfix.com slash honeymoon to try Stitch Fix. That's stitchfix.com slash honeymoon. Get started today by filling out your freestyle quiz at stitchfix.com slash honeymoon and take advantage of free shipping and returns. Hey, how you doing? It's, it's Moshe, Natasha, and our friend Miss Pat here on the line, ready yeah. to help in any way we can. All right, cool. Let's get to it then. I like that you're wearing lingerie at 10 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> it's 1.30 here. Oh, okay. So you're ready to fuck. I got it. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it looks cute on you. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Layers, yeah. you know. How, can, how, how, can, how can we help you? What's going on? Let's get, as you said, let's get right to it. Okay. All right. So, yeah, my husband and I have this roommate. He's lived with us for a few years home all day. Like my husband works from home. I'm not working right now. He's disabled. We're just here talking to each other all the time, you know? And as the conversation meanders, it always ends up being about how women look, you know, he always has to comment on women and how attractive they are. Like, and I'm just, I've tried to tell him, you know, I, you know, I don't think it's appropriate to, to comment on people's looks all the time, or, you know, I don't need to hear it, but you know, he does it anyways. So I want to roast him. That's got it. Yeah. So you, is he, you say disabled? Yeah. He he what? he forgets conversations. You know. Well, how's he disabled? Is he paralyzed? Is he can't see? Oh, is he missing? Um, no, he got like hit by a car, and he's just you know he can he walks kind of funny, and sometimes he forgets things. So this is a conversation we've had like over and over about him commenting on women's looks and stuff. Oh, I'm forget- sorry. Wait, this is your roommate, not your not the person you're with? My roommate. Yeah. I got it. And so this is somebody you're not with romantically. This is just somebody that makes you uncomfortable because he's talking about how women look around you. But like it's all the time, you know? If it was like here or there, like, you know, everybody does that. No Can I deal. ask you, do you usually wear that lingerie around the house? <laughs> No, I did this for you guys. Okay. I really did. I really Because uh, it might be, you know, inspiring him a little bit. Right, right. Fair enough. Okay, <laughs> I got what you're saying. Uh, you feel awkward because you have a roommate that's constantly saying how hot women are around you all the time, kind of objectifying women in front of you. Yeah, all the time. Got well, it. Got it. That person got hit by a car, and you say he walked funny. He wants some pussy, but <laughs> since he walked funny... <laughs> Nobody's gonna fuck him right away. So he throwing hints. Are you not catching the hints? <laughs> Do you think that's true? Do you think he's maybe hitting on you and this is his awkward way of doing that? We actually have more of this like father daughter kind of dynamic going on. Wait, he's no, your you father? He he's fuck not you. my father. <laughs> <laughs> that's also a category on Pornhub, Pat, just to keep the theme going of this <laughs> this episode. Wait, who's the father? He is? He's not my father, no. No, I know, but is he the father in this father-daughter dynamic? Is he older? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, he's older. He's like 60. Ah. Yeah, oh, he, I, get a- I, I got a roommate off Craigslist and, you know, he came by and we talked for a while. He's been living here for years. You know, he's I like, get it. he's you part li- of my life. I don't want to get rid of him, you know, but I want to roast him because I'm so nice about it. I got it. You live with a creepy this old what- with a creepy old man and it's making you uncomfortable. I get well, it. This that, is that- what you say. This is what you say. What's what's his name? She Jeff. can't say. Oh, don't say it's nice. So you you say, look here, crippa ass roommate. You're not getting any pussy until you give up your social security check. <laughs> but, you know, maybe that would help to say to him, say, listen, I know I keep telling you this. And I don't know if you think that one day it's going to happen with me. It's not. And I really don't appreciate you always objectifying women. It makes me uncomfortable. Have you ever tried to directly say something like that to him? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I've directly told him. That's what I'm saying. I've been direct about it. I've been and I've been, you know, pretty nice about it. And I've been rude about it. And but he like I said, he has memory problems. He forgets. So instead of it bothering me so much, if I roast him a little bit, then then he'll remember that, you know, he doesn't seem to remember the attack that I'm taking. So your your tactic at this point is to call us and and come up with some funny roast jokes that you think will break through his memory problems and allow him to remember not to objectify women. I, I need I need help. I just told you, set your crip ass down. I like that. I like with the social security card too. Right. Maybe if I find the right chick who's just like, yeah, I'll do it for a social security check or part of his social security check. She's out there. Yeah, that's what you need. You need another random roommate to move in to solve one problem with the other random roommate. You just move some other Craigslist fucking person in. Okay, so I need I need you to get in your car and hit a white girl so she can walk like him and then <laughs> introduce him. <laughs> yes. Oh shit. I mean, honestly, this I mean, this is funny. I I, I want him to find love. I do. I do. He, I feel like if he keeps engaging in behavior like this, like what woman is going to want to sit around and listen to that all the time? You know, he horny. He horny. Take him here. Find love. Take him to the Goodwill. <laughs> well, you going to do a DIY sex at the Goodwill? It's <laughs> <laughs> always a fixer up bitch in the Goodwill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the, the good news about the good news about like a, a hustler or, a you know, a, a a back page ad is that they have the measurements on it, just like a pottery barn. So you can you can create a lover from that. I, I am curious why you're so involved in the drama of this 60 year old man that you're living with. Like, is like it's I mean, I would just say move out like or just deal with it. He's not going to change. He's never going to change. I mean, he. you kind of like him, huh? I mean, yeah, there's there's definitely things about him that are redeeming. And I'm not the kind of person that just like, you know, he's been living here for a few years. He doesn't really have anyone else in his life. Like, I'm not just going to drop him like that. You know, I'm not telling you to move out. I'm just saying the idea that you're going to find a way to make him change when you've tried seriousness, you've tried rudeness, you've tried kindness, you've tried it all. It's not going to happen. He's going to be saying he's going to be lusting over women in that TV guide for the rest of your relationship. What's up, Natasha? I want to know what's the most objectifying thing in your head that you remember that he said? Oh, yeah. What kind of stuff does he say? He'll just I mean, like I wouldn't say and she like I would go to town on her or like <laughs> he'll straight up just say that. And then he's like, when you say it again, he's like, oh, but uh, I don't remember because, you know, I was hit in that uh, car accident. So I have like memory loss. He's, Do you think, he, right. Is that true, though, to what Natasha's saying? Do you think he makes he sometimes uses it as, as an excuse for inappropriate behavior? Oh, yeah. He I, there's a term that I use. I say he weaponizes his disability. He's a 60 year old man. So any man, when they get 60, they're going to remember how they used to fuck when they was 20. So they go, those, those are just they're flashbacks. So they always going to, they don't ever want to let you know that they ain't hitting it like they used to hit it. You know, most is, is going to happen to you. It happened to your granddaddy, your dad. It happened to the best of the men. So let that man reminisce. He just reminiscing. He just, he wishes it still worked the same way. Mm. I, that's fair. I mean, he is who he is. You are not going to change who that guy is. No, you know, you, you, yeah. yeah, no matter what. I'm I'm I, I agree. Well, the only thing I could come up with is maybe you could establish a safe word for your house where every time he get he starts to make you uncomfortable, 
you say the word, you know, you say like goodwill or something, <laughs> and then you put it posters around the house so that he know he can't use a disability as an excuse because you you it's all over the house, and then you just point to the poster and you say goodwill, goodwill, and then he's he knows to change the subject because other than that, it's never gonna change. So love him for who he is, the creepy old man that he is, and don't don't wear that around him, <laughs> or do. Fair enough. I mean that that's a that's an elegant solution. I like I like a safe word i don't know why i haven't tried to do that before to be honest it- yeah let us know and on honestly yeah go to town on on that um inappropriate behavior you just straight up go to town on that and that safer should be soft dick <laughs> no he she can't say anything sexual because he'll just grab it and go like oh you know what i don't have right now is a soft dick i got the opposite of a soft dick oh when i was 20 i had the least soft dick in town oh one more idea Every time he says something, you could start taking a list on the fridge and putting it, writing it down. Like, you know, I'd go to town on that chick in quotes. And then the next time he does it, write it down. Then he's got, you know, memory loss. He can always look can at look. these stupid you, things he said. You're saying it's a list of things not to say again. Yeah. Or just so he can be, you know, embarrassed by what he said. Mm, I like that. Or you can whip it out and kiss it and call it a day. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Why don't you just, you know Ms. what? Miss Pat, you're old school. I, I like Pat. I like Miss Pat's advice. Let him just hit it one time and then move out and then end the relationship. I do. I do let him reminisce. I mean, I, I do actually encourage him to explore his, you know, his memories and he'll talk about people he went to high school with and his old cars. And he can get. Well, wow, you are so nice to it, to, to this guy. A I mean, Craigslist a roommate. roommate, a Craigslist roommate. I would be trying never to have any conversation with any Craigslist roommate ever. And you're in there like, tell me about the tell me about the sex you had when you were in high school. You're just like a just like a father does to his daughter. All right. Well, good luck out there. Try that safe word. Let us know how it goes. Yeah, for sure. All right. You're awesome. Thank you. (laughs) She's cool. Bye. (laughs) Bye. She goes, what an elegant solution. Yeah. (laughs) I think a safe word could work in that situation. But I mean, you're Pat, you're completely right. That guy just wants to fuck her. It's so obvious. I mean, she let him move in. She and she act like she wanna fuck him. Running around the house looking like a Halloween character in February, (laughs) March. And then she's like, we kind of have a father-daughter relationship. But I love to let him reminisce anytime he needs to. Um, Sound like a daughter who didn't tell to me. (laughs) Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. I've noticed that you're looking a lot less jaundiced and malnourished recently. <laughs> Has something changed? Well, I actually have started taking vitamins. Vitamins? Yes. Well, it's so confusing. I want to take vitamins, but I get so confused as to which ones to take. What? How did you figure it out? Well, we got a subscription to Care Of. I took a short, in-depth quiz about my health goals and lifestyle, and I got personally tailored recommendations based on your answers. I didn't know I needed vitamin D. I mean, I have no wrinkles because I'm never out in the sun, but mm. I didn't know that I was so low on vitamin vitamin D. I need an iron supplement. I need vitamin C. That's right. Care of takes care of all of that hard work for you. The figuring out which vitamins to take. It can be so overwhelming and crazy, but you don't need to do that anymore. You just go to careof.com and you fill out their little questionnaire and they'll start sending you a customized blend. Care of's personalized packs are made from plant-based compostable film. Also, their products are made from good-for-you, clean ingredients that are backed by the latest science and research so you can feel good about what you're putting into your body. It's not going to turn into some big old blob sitting at the end of your stomach. That's right. Care of is a subscription service that ships high-quality, personalized vitamins, supplements, and powders conveniently to your door every month. So, if you'd like to get 50% off your first 50. order, 50, half off your first order from Care of, go to takecareof.com and enter the code honeymoon50. It's important to take care of yourself. I'm still learning how to do it even at 27. So, for 50% off your first Care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter code honeymoon50. Should we play a couple secrets? Are you, you uh, what? Oh yeah, we got some time, right? Let's play. Yeah, just yeah. We'll, we'll play like two secrets, and then and then we go. We can call it a day. Pat, you're so damn funny. Thank you. And by the way, everybody, <laughs> everybody watching should watch that special. Uh, y'all want to hear something crazy on Netflix? It's so funny. Uh, and then also, you you got a lot of other stuff. You got Rabbit, your uh, your autobiography, which was a fantastic book. 
And if you want to hear some of the more of the stories of uh, Miss Pat's childhood, it's a it's a wild, wild story. And I'm working on the second season of the Miss Pat show. It's on BT Plus and Paramount Plus. And the first season is running now in both locations. Heck yeah. So it's a, a once you, I know everybody listening will fall in love with Miss Pat. If you ha- aren't familiar with her stand up and stuff, go watch all the stand up and Miss Pat on BET Plus and Paramount Plus. Wait, Pat, I have to tell you, I did Joe Rogan once and all of the messages were like, there are no funny women except Miss Pat. (laughs) (laughs) All the messages were that you were the only funny woman out there. So No, that's not true. (laughs) Oh, you are hilarious. And your special is on. Also, it's so funny. It's on Netflix. Everyone check it out. All right, let's do some secrets. And then we'll let Miss Pat get back to redesigning a pottery barn bed that she bought at Goodwill that was actually made by Sears, but now looks like a beautifully designed contemporary piece. I'm trying. Okay. I moved into an apartment in October, so like four months ago. And the landlord, somehow things got confused. I work at a school. I'm 32, but I look younger. Um, but I think the landlord thinks I'm a college student, and um, I also have a young daughter, so I think he thinks I'm like um, like a sad teen mom. But I didn't realize that until more recently. Like he's been giving me like longer time to get the rent in, and he's always like, "Oh, don't worry, you have so much on your plate." I'm just a normal, normal mom, and it makes me laugh. But I don't know how to correct him at this point because it, um, it's kind of tight. And, uh, yeah, I feel bad taking advantage of his kindness at the same time. It's uh, hard to be a young, well, no, average age single mom. And, um, yeah, he's been really, really extra super kind. Um, I feel a little bit bad about it, but I also feel like it's kind of his fault for making assumptions. Okay, toodaloo. What is she saying? She's basically saying, is it okay that she is kind of pretending that she's a teen mom to get longer to pay the rent? <laughs> no, no, the landlord thinks she's a teen mom. Right. And she's not correcting him so that she can get extra special treatment. Wow. I say never excuse error in your favor. Oh, I like that. That is wisdom. Yeah. It don't happen to me a lot, but it did just recently happen. I have to tell you a story. I bought a house from a little white guy. In this little small little neighborhood, and uh, they googled me, and he called me up, and he was like, "We're so ha- happy to have you in the neighborhood." And I was like, "Thank you," because when I first met him, he was like, "You are a sophisticated African American." Oh, he man. said that to you? Yes, oh, he's eighty five. So excuse my French. That means you a nigga with money. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> At least, he, at, least at, at 85, he did, in, in uh, Georgia, he didn't just say that. He updated the language, at least. He did. He did. But it was so funny because he Googled, the neighbors Googled me. And the, the, it's 12 neighbors in my neighborhood. And I'm the only black one now. So they, he told them to Google me. I've been catching hell because my name is Patricia Lee and that's Oprah Winfrey's sister name. And I'm like, that's not, I'm not fucking Oprah Winfrey's sister. Why the fuck does she live down here with you people? (laughs) Wait, that is Oprah's sister's name? Yes, we got the same name. So they leave gifts at my door. I don't even live in the house yet. They leave gifts at my door. And hey, when are we going to meet your sister? I'm like, I'm not fucking Oprah's sister. But, but would it be convinced. But would it be funny if you just didn't didn't correct them and just kept accepting the presents? I, I do now because I can't convince them I'm not Oprah's sister. You know what you so. should do, Pat? <laughs> If you wanted it to stop, if you want the presence to stop, it sounds like you like it. But you should invite the neighborhood over for a screening of your of your new special. And then they'll be like, oh, that's not Oprah's sister. Let's get the fuck out of here and leave her alone. As soon as I finish the house, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. All right. Let's play one more secret. Hi, Natasha and Moshe. Um, this secret is entirely a secret because my husband already knows. But my secret is that as a bisexual woman, the 1998 film production of Cats the Musical was my sexual awakening. Before you judge me, I implore you to go watch the number titled Rum Tug, Rum Tug Tugger of the Cats Musical on YouTube and tell me that you don't have a queer sexual awakening from that number. Even after you're watching it, my husband still thinks I'm weird. But anyways, love the pod. Thanks as always. Pat, have you ever seen Cats? 
No, and I'm definitely going to be rubbing my cat to cat. (laughs) (laughs) Rum Tug Tugger? Rum Tum Tugger. She said she had her sexual awakening watching a video of cats on YouTube. This is just like that guy uh, in Peru. I knew it. I knew white people fucked the cat video. (laughs) (laughs) You you say uh, you're a a sophisticated white person, which means you only fuck purebred cats. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God you all got those cute dogs on the sofa. Y'all safe. Oh, we're we're good. (laughs) We're safe. Okay, let's hear let's hear the last one. Y'all good. The two little puppies. I see the two little puppies. Yeah, we wouldn't fuck dogs. Only only cats. We're white people after all. All right. (laughs) Let's do one last secret, and then we'll let Miss Peck go. Hi, Natasha. Hi, Moshe. I'm calling to leave my secret. Um, So lately, my boyfriend and I have been having a bunch of threesomes with people. Um, And a few weeks ago, we had a threesome with this guy who, when I would give him a blowjob, he was pretty forceful with it, um, which was fine because... His dick wasn't that big, so wasn't really a problem. Um, but a few days later, I um, went to the dentist, and as she was peering into my mouth, she said, like, oh, looks like you got jabbed or something in the back of your, in your soft palate. Or, do you know what caused that? Obviously, I uh, just played dumb and tell her it was a man slamming his penis against the end of my mouth but um yeah a man had me uh blow him so hard that he left bruises in the back of my mouth and i didn't even notice until the dentist pointed it out she had a she had a dick wound at the back of her throat and the dentist (laughs) busted her a dick whip (laughs) she got dick whipped I wanted to hear more about how they, she just has these casual threesomes with her husband all the time. I, with men, too. That's a high-level threesome. That's not your, uh, your entry-level threesome. <laughs> two guys is a more of an advanced threesome than, than two girls. Because what happened if he pull out something bigger than your husband? I guess that's part of the fun, isn't it? I mean, I think that men, when they say, I want to have a threesome, 99% of the time, they mean, I want you to bring a woman home. But so that you have to be a very open-minded and very adventurous man to say, yeah, you can bring a man home too. Or bisexual. Yeah, sure. That can happen. That can happen. I, I don't understand. I don't, I've been married a long time and I, I don't want to share my dick. I mean, I don't have a dick. <laughs> well, yeah, you do. He's building a bed for you right now. Of <laughs> The kids. But I hear you. I, I think, yeah, I, Moshe's always trying to convince me to have a threesome. And I did kind of lie to him and tell him that if we got married, I'd reconsider it at some point. And then now that we're married. It never quite made sense, Pat, <laughs> in the beginning of our relationship. Because as you know, I was a cat fucker before I met <laughs> Natasha. And I would say like, oh, yeah, monogamy. I can get into that. It's my first relationship. But maybe at some point we could, you know, uh, you know, try it with someone else. And she was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just wait until we get married and have a family. And at the time <laughs> I knew that doesn't make sense. It's the opposite. That It should be the opposite. It should be now. And then you get married and have a family. And then everything chill. But anyway, I had I, to trick him, but he doesn't want to have one anymore. Oh, yeah, that's right. I don't want to have one anymore. <laughs> According to Natasha, you don't. <laughs> All I want, Pat, is for me, Natasha and one stray, other man, one stray cat that we find in an alley. I just that's all I want. That's my true fantasy. Just a cat we find. Oh, wow. OK, you shouldn't say that online. You can get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> you never seen that. You never seen that that documentary about the cats, that lady who found the man who killed the cat. No. Oh, yes, I did. I did. Yeah, it was it was white. It was a bunch of people that tracked him down. Right. Yeah, don't. He said, "Don't fuck with cats." That's, That's right. The name of the documentary. <laughs> That's a great documentary. <laughs> don't fuck with cats because you will be found. <laughs> okay, Pat. Well, you are so funny. Thank you so much for doing this. And thank you. This was so funny. You were so great. You are hilarious, and people should all check out your Netflix special. Y'all want to hear something crazy? Season one of of your show on BET and Paramount Plus, and then your autobiography. I mean, you got so much stuff out there, and you're so funny. And thank you again for. Uh, joining us it's great to see you again and too. hope to see you out there okay thank you baby oh you have any dates you want to plug before you say goodbye 
Uh, just go to my website, uh, misspatcomedy.com, because I'll be shooting to July. So just go to my website, misspatcomedy.com, and, you know, check out my website. I also have a Facebook group called Miss Pat Crack Babies. Make sure you join that. <laughs> We're going to go I join right now. I want to be a crack baby. Yeah, we'll, we'll come be crack babies. Uh, that was awesome. Thank You're the you. best. Thank you for joining okay, us. Okay, bye, honey. Appreciate yeah, you. Bye-bye. Thanks, bye-bye. Well, that was great. Yeah, she's funny. You really still want to have a threesome, Mush? Oh, no. What man wants to have a threesome? Why don't you just have a twosome with someone else? I mean, this feels like a trap, too. A threesome feels like so much work for everyone. We got to figure out what to do with the dogs, the baby. Totally. You just go on out there. This feels like a trap. I'm going to come back. I'll, I'll come back and be like, hey, I, t- I took your advice and I, I hooked up with somebody while I was on the road in Cincinnati. And you're going to be like, OK, honey, well, let's go to soccer practice with our little daughter. No, you're going to kick me out of the house. I know better. Oh, you think I'm doing that so I have a reason to kick you? <laughs> no, I'm just saying <laughs> I don't really believe you. But, All right. But uh, you know what? To be honest with you, I didn't really believe you when you said let's wait until we're married and have kids to have a threesome. In in reality, hun, I knew you didn't want it. And it was just nice for me to play with the uh, fantasy possibility that you would someday say yes. All right. Well. But you know why I stick around despite why? the lack of threesomes? <laughs> would you like to know? Um, let me guess because of my designing ability. It's because I love you. Oh, okay. I love you too.